0: So this should be this should be your Patreon. Uh there you
1: content. go. There you go. All right. Let's oh. rock and
0: roll. Gunner, don't you start making money and not getting us a little quarter here and there. No,
1: I I, I- Got us possible advertisements. We're doing. Well,
0: there's
2: dollars rolling in. You know, futures getting his beak wet. I, 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 will, will, I will. I will. I will
1: share. Don't worry. I, Don't I worry.
2: fully accept payment in Bitcoin. So <laughs> there you go.
1: I will pay you all at Felicity DVDs. Okay.
0: No, no, no. 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 let <laughs> <laughs> <Like> worth nothing. <laughs> Let's rock and roll. <laughs>
1: The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to
3: www.wideopenmic.net. Two players. Two sides.
0: Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light.
4: Hey, damn it, run!
0: One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a
4: bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do,
2: ever!
3: Your son's dog. Dude? You are!
0: You
1: all everybody? You everybody. I feel like it's stupid people when it's fancy
2: clothes. I love you, baby. But if we can't live together. Nice as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so
3: sorry, guys. We have to go back, Kate. I love Where you. Are we? we have to go back!
1: Uh, hey everyone, welcome back, we came back Welcome back to another edition of We Have To Go Back A Lost Rewatch Podcast We are tackling the homecoming Season 1, episode 15 And of course I'm not on my own with me The great does, Yeah baby The man, the myth, the legend himself, Future
2: What's happening everybody
1: Our 40-ish year old virgin, Keith Stewart I'm still on the island. And, ladies and gentlemen, very excited, joining us, special guest, my first ever Lost Podcast co-host, we just never recorded any of our episodes, Mr. Jesse Grisbaum.
4: Thanks for having me, Gun.
1: Man, it's bringing me back, man, bringing me back, you and me, talking Lost. I'm ready to go. And now we got a group of people to join us. (laughs) It's not just two crazy people spending hours talking about what the F the Hurley bird is. (laughs) How many crazy people do you need for a cult? That is a very good question. I don't know. (laughs) This might qualify now. Jesse might have thrown us over the top. Is is it six? Are
2: we one away?
1: (laughs) Well, maybe if Faith Faye would join us, she could be our extra cult member, but... Anyway, I, I, uh, back to the podcast, we are discussing Homecoming, a Charlie-centric episode, and uh, Jesse, when, when I told you what episode we were discussing, what did you say to me? Do you remember?
4: I said, uh, fuck you, you got me on with that Charlie episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of Charlie, are we?
4: Uh no I'm not I think that he's a very weak character and I think that he just had that kind of like Lord of the Rings cachet to where the people like like him for that but I don't think they like if it was just some nobody as Charlie I don't think he would be as beloved as he seems to be. So if it was Ian
1: Summerholder, no one would give a crap is that what you're saying?
4: I still think that uh like I don't think that I think Boone is kind of regarded because right, people think he's attractive, but no, nah, I don't get it. Did you just call Charlie a hobbit? I think you did.
1: Well, he was a hobbit.
0: Yeah. I mean, in, but still in this show, I was like, eh, yeah, I don't know.
4: I'm saying <laughs> that the the people love Lord of the Rings so much that they transfer uh, those, fe- those feelings onto his character in this show. I mean the guy was hot <laughs> at the time,
2: right? They they were cashing on uh yeah. cashing in on notoriety. I'm
1: not gonna lie, that was the main reason I watched this show when I found out that that Dominic Moynihan was gonna be in it, I was kind of excited. I'm like, oh, the guy from Lord of the Rings. And Greg, Grunberg. <laughs> <Of> course,
4: <laughs> Which Greg did, Grumberg. Didn't
1: last very long, but <laughs> so so you're saying a, uh, Boone is a more uh, important character than, than Charlie? Is that what you're saying, Jess?
4: I'm not saying that (laughs) Uh, I'm saying that They probably have like uh, Equal Like importance Yeah In that they're not important Yeah Actually yeah
1: yeah. So it it is uh, Strange if you think about it That this is uh, Charlie's Second Uh Uh centric episode. I, I again I don't count the the pilot as being especially as being Jack Kate and, and Charlie. They 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 don't really follow the flashback format. So if we don't count this, this is Charlie's second centric episode and along with Kate and Jack, I believe they are the only ones that have had sent two centric episodes, and we still have not had a Hurley centric episode yet. So I don't know what. Hey, I, who, what
0: who's that's a character that doesn't matter?
1: You're saying Hurley doesn't matter?
0: I'm just saying.
1: No. I, uh, yeah. You know,
2: I, I'm kind of with Jesse. I, I don't particularly care for Charlie. You know, I, I think he's a uh, um, hobbit. Very, very what wo- not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that,
2: so I, you know, I I saw Lord of the Rings. I didn't really like it. So having a guy in a movie that I didn't really care about, what wasn't really a draw for me. Um, but you know, he's just he's just so one dimensional so far.
1: That's true. That's true.
2: It's just you know, I've uh, got uh, a problem. I'm trying to be better. Like that's it. That's the whole bit. Over and over and over again.
3: He spices but, things up. I think that's what he does. That's all. That's, yeah. that's what. <laughs>
0: his purposes he throws and, a little and, and heroin, heroin addiction
3: in a so little so heroin he's a lot, drama. Like, it's extra
0: drama in the uh, <laughs> and we'll get to this later but he's defending his woman he's stepping up and actually going a little bit above and not being such a pussy
3: is so. she his woman though
2: <laughs> yeah i don't think that's a a fair statement to him to him, I, to I him she would is like
0: for that to be the right case, but. to him she is yeah
1: that's just because yeah, that's because kate didn't show him any attention when he was trying to mack on kate
2: that's that's highly possessive of him and f- mostly undeserved for well, for players we'll, we'll who's gone through. His, can we just hold on? Wait, like literally, they started this episode, and I went amnesia, womp womp. <laughs> like, what a fucking plot! Wow. All right, all right. Let's what? get it.
1: Let's get in this episode. Let me do the, some of the stats here first. So, uh, like I've said twelve times, this is episode fifteen, season one, homecoming. Uh, it originally aired December 9th, two thousand five, and actually was three weeks uh, since the last episode since 14 so three weeks passed of course that was almost a month ago january 19th 2005 so we had a little bit of time in between uh this was directed by kevin hooks it was his second episode he directed he also did the jack episode white rabbit and uh, it was written by damon lindelof by himself so I don't know what that says about anything, but what do you think it says that, that this is the episode that Damon didn't write with anyone? Does it say anything?
4: My feeling is that it is um, the, where it falls in the season is that it was probably an episode to where he probably just had to bang out a script and get it to Hawaii to get shot so that it can meet the deadline and so like it probably did not go through all of the different like uh, story breaking and everything that that that's, a normal that's episode a, would I didn't through. think of that
1: wow that's good I
4: think I think that it's just like it you know that the the train does not stop and like you got to get a script out and uh, and I think that that is probably like one of the major like problems with this episode that's they,
1: why you make the big bucks on this show Jesse that, that's why we fly you in to be on this episode <laughs>
3: I'm hearing it correctly. You think it's uh, forgettable episode, kind of like...
1: Oh, we'll get to we'll get to uh, an actual quote about how forgettable this episode is in a little bit. Um,
4: I don't think this is a good episode. I think it's a bad episode. I don't even think it's the worst Charlie episode.
1: Mm. Okay, so uh, this, of course, was executively produced by JJ Damon, Brian Burke, and Carlton Hughes. Uh, this cast actually has the entire cast in it. It's the first episode since uh, episode five, again, White Rabbit, that has the entire cast in it. So that's kind of interesting. I didn't
2: even notice. Did Emily DeRaven actually get billed? She was in this one. She
1: did. She did get billed. Um, So uh, the guest starring, of course, William Mappather, Ethan Rahm, Uh, the great Jim Piddick on there. Gotta love him. He played Francis Heatherton. Um, and then Sally Strecker uh, was billed as Lucy Heatherton. Of course, that was his, Charlie's quote-unquote girlfriend. Uh, co-stars billed at the end was Darren Richardson, who played Tommy, who was his, I guess, friend. And then Eric Griffith, who was the, uh, the copier-buyer. And then, of course, uh, uncredited in this episode, uh, Dustin Bowman as Scott Jackson. I'm sorry, uh, Dustin Watchman as uh, Scott Jackson, Christian Bowman as Steve Jenkins, uh, Faith Faye as a striped blue shirt lady, and of course, Madison.
2: Don't her name because you feel guilty now that you know <laughs> how old she was. Fuck and of course, of
1: Madison as the great Vincent. So uh, like we said, this was a Charlie-centric episode, and it covers days 27 through 29 so, which I don't know, uh, I guess they are counting, they are counting the opening scene as being the next morning since uh, the last episode ended on day 26, I believe. No, I, I take that back. It ends day 27. So this is finishing the night on the 27th. So you brought it up, fuch. Let's just talk about it. So the episode starts, Claire don't remember anything.
2: Fucking amnesia hit over the head with a rock like the Flintstones and called a day like that. That'll fix. You know, can we actually just point out that that I love I'll I'll, I'll give Saeed a lot of credit here because he calls Jack's diagnosis out immediately. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How many times in your entire fucking medical career have you seen amnesia this specific like for this, and he's like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe it could be." You can And he's like, "You want to know what? You're a shit doctor. That's a <laughs> shit diagnosis. Like, move
3: along. Like, <laughs> well, this, this is not Jack's expertise. He's a heart yeah. surgeon. I know, but come on. <laughs> I mean, he, he, but he doesn't really know what he's talking about. I don't think. No, he never knows what he's talking about. He, I know he's diagnosing all the kinds of things, all but sorts of shit he, outside he, of his he, he's field. very niche. Like." He, he does very particular. And, particular and let's, look, let's double down on it. I, I
2: know a lot of doctors di- come from a medical family. He's a surgeon, buddy. He's not diagnosing shit. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. He's being told what to do and going in and cutting.
1: Well, uh, Saeed's not the only one because Boone questions Claire also when he's talking to Locken about it. So, I mean, I guess I never really thought of that before, but Keith, do you think she's faking it or think it's real?
0: No, but I was uh, I was more impressed with Said saying like, "Is did they even send Claire back?" Right, because he acts like, "Is it really her?" Right, and so you know, that's like, what I'm thinking. Like, hey, science fiction wise, did they clone her? Is it like, is this some like Harry Potter thing where they like? Um, Shape shifted into Claire to <laughs> inf- infiltrate the camp and get details on things and learn about their plans and all that kind of stuff. I don't know.
3: Well, if she's cloned, how do they do the pregnancy? Well, I, guess uh, I mean, they its, just, uh,
0: it's a they, balloon. You just don't know how the technology is back on the uh, on the
4: other side of the. really her shirt.
0: Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's yeah. crazy
4: stuff going on He's literally there. hand waving the science, you know. So he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, cloning it works.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh I, around the same time also there's a there's a scene with uh, Sun and Jen which really the first with the exception of the time where Hurley he gets food for Hurley. I mean, when was the last time Jin actually had a scene? <laughs> An actual I
2: scene? I made a note about that. I was like, why does Jin care about the baby? Like, is this just developing pathos because he hasn't been in anything for a while? Or, Maybe because son's pregnant. Remember, was this like a larger plot point where he like really likes kids or something?
0: You think, no, but if, they're, if there's a couple to get pregnant on the island, it could be them.
1: I, I guess. Um,. I, Is he worried
2: about having playmates, for his, his his kids, like what? Has <laughs> maybe.
1: Uh,
4: ha, had Jen? Jen gave uh, Claire the the fish, right? And that's where she first felt the baby. Yeah.
1: yeah. So maybe yeah, Jen so has special powers too.
4: Maybe he can like, put babies was, in
1: people. Yeah. Keith, maybe, maybe you're that, onto something.
4: Yeah. Maybe that moment there, they uh, that's where Jen kind of filled a little uh, kind of protective over her.
1: Now, for a split second, I wondered, uh, do you think he suspects son at all of knowing English? Keith, let me ask you, because uh,
0: no, you're just no, good at all.
1: Yeah, any guys feel oh, that at it, all? It,
0: it, if, she felt, if he felt like she knew English, I think he would have uh, bitch slapped her up and down the island.
1: Or yeah. impregnated uh, her, you never know.
0: Yeah. Certainly asking her about it more than he
2: has previously, but I don't know if that's just because he hasn't been in an episode for, you know, 10 of them in a row and he actually had a line. So of course he's asking about it more because one is more than zero.
1: One thing I did notice though, is back in the commentary for the, uh, pilot, uh, Damon mentioned that when son and Jin are in a scene together and they're talking to each other, um, that they don't use subtitles, but when they're, um, when they're it, like talking to people and other people in Korean, you see subtitles. So that went right down the window, right out the window in this scene because they spoke to each other and there were some t- subtitles. So I guess
2: yeah, Well, the conversation would be meaningless to us without it. <laughs>
1: exactly, but that, that's. It. <laughs> so um. Also, when Jack, Locke, Saeed, and Charlie were talking. I spotted Faith Faye in the background. I was so proud of myself. Yeah. I'm like, there she is. There she is. We've, I found her.
0: I wonder where she is today, probably looking at Bible colleges. I don't
1: know. Uh, so, uh,
2: does anyone else think Ethan is just like freakishly strong? Or was that, is he?
1: He was picking up a hobby, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. That That's coming up. Um, let's uh, jump into the... The flashback a little, so Charlie is at the bar with Tommy, and they need their drug money. Um, does did it take you a while to figure out where in the story it was, or did you pick it up right away with the backstories?
3: Well, yeah, it, it is tricky to figure. Well, it's, it's obvious it's a flashback. But it's tricky to figure out. Okay, what what point is this in Charlie's life? how how how, how much longer before the plane crash was it? Um but he seems like he seems kind of like in his, you know, I, I, not not in his prime, I guess, but like towards the top of his game at the bar, you know, he seemed okay, but then as the show progresses, it's just he seems to unravel more and more and more and he seems kind of more and more pitiful but I mean, I kind of liked him at the bar. I thought he was kind of charming. I my notes put, I put
1: Charlie has game with the ladies. Uh, that was it, in it, my it's notes. Fun
3: be, it's fun, be, yeah, exactly. He's confident in in, in, the, in like the social scene. He,
4: he
0: can yeah, it. but to be fair, anytime you can put your own song on the jukebox, I think I could be confident
4: too. Yeah, he's a rock star. I mean, that's yeah, you know, it, it kind of comes with the the position.
3: Yeah. Well, right. So the perks of being Charlie contrasted with. You know the the pits and despair of being Charlie, um, which happened I guess later on. But you need to see him kind of in his in his prime or subprime, but like Silk near the top of his game. Yeah. That, that's that's what I get from that scene. I, I mean, other than that, I'm not you know picking up too much. It's kind of like a, it's just like a character building scene.
1: Yeah, I uh, I liked I liked this whole flashback for Charlie. Though I I will admit, um, until the very last second, I thought this episode has nothing to do with anything on the island. Um, but. You know, I guess we find out later uh, why, you know, what it did have to do with the the island. But let's jump, let's jump to the second scene where uh, he is at dinner with uh, Lucy and he meets his, her father played by the amazing Jim Piddock. You guys all know Jim Piddock, right?
4: No. No. Jesse? Uh, I'm not sure Uh, who is he
1: so he is uh, he's just a character actor he is in a lot the best thing he's ever done was
0: he don't say Felicity
1: oh no he was he's in all those um, Christopher Guest movies so he was actually the other play-by-play guy I believe with uh, uh, for best in show And and he wrote and with Christopher Guest uh, mascots. So he's in all those movies. He's just a character actor. I'm just a big fan of him. So, I guess no one else says it's not a big deal.
3: I was just excited looking him up now. I've never heard of him, but now I'm.
4: Yeah. I remember, uh, like, I don't remember the specifically that I remember there was a commentator on Best in Show, but not specifically that it was him.
1: It was him. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the other
2: guy. I remember there was someone next to Fred Willard. Yes, that's him.
1: He was the guy next to Fred. (laughs) Fred He was the not Fred Willard. (laughs) It's kind of hard to be overshadowed when you're next to Fred Willard. It's funny when I was in college or after college, I worked in a movie theater. And one of the guys that I worked with was in the movie Stranger Than Fiction, the Will Ferrell movie. And okay. and yeah, I thought it was a great movie. And he's like, I'm in it. You, you got to see it. So I went and saw the movie. And ironically, my cousin was in the movie as well. And so I saw the movie twice. And I'm like, hey, I'm I'm sorry. I've seen the movie twice. I I don't see you. I, I've not been able to find you. And he starts describing the scene that he's in. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I go home and I pop in my DVD. And lo and behold, I find him. He's standing right next to my cousin. So I never (laughs) saw him because as soon as he walks in, I'm like, there's Richard. And then I don't notice my friend standing right next to him. So that's kind of how Jim Piddock's got to feel. How uh, (laughs) no one notices him because he's right next to... You know, comedic genius Fred Willard, especially in Best in Show, where where uh, he's got to be second fiddle to him. So, but you know, I like the character development of Charlie, and I don't, I don't know, I, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his buddy's name? Uh, uh, Tommy. Oh. He. What did he refer to as a horse or something? I thought Lucy was kind of cute. Is that just me? Or is she a horse? I don't know. Fuge! Ah, ah, let me ask you. She was okay. Ah, she was,
3: for, for a British lady, she was doing just fine.
1: She's tall,
3: like. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. That she was okay. She was not. You know, uh, uh, Kate. She's no not, Kate. But hold on. She. I mean,
2: for a rock star, that's pretty low.
1: Yeah, I
3: guess her name is okay. Her her, her the actress player's name is Sally Strecker. Yes. Okay, I thought she was
1: yeah. cute. I don't know, yeah, yeah, totally. She's
3: beautiful. The actress, you know, her headshots are beautiful, so I mean, I think that guy was just being a dick. You know, some people are just like that, some dudes are just like, oh no, she's ugly, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well let's everyone knows everyone oh, has oh, oh, sorry. Had you
2: did you expect that? better moral high ground from the heroin addict who's setting up like Robin Broad schemes? Like, <laughs> like nah, I think I <laughs> we,
3: nah, she was way too good for him. <laughs> that is, true knowing, that is what, true. knowing what we know about Charlie, I, I mean she was way too good for him.
0: Let me ask you a question, and this might be inappropriate, but is she still good looking if she's not loaded?
1: I mean, I think she's cute. Yeah, I don't think she looks like a yeah. horse like like <laughs> his buddy said, like Tommy because, said. Tommy's a dick. Yeah, well Tommy's <laughs> an yeah. asshole. Tommy's
2: robbing Tommy's people for heroin dick, money. Like what, what fuck Tommy. <laughs> who gives a shit what he thinks? Why
3: well, why did he yeah. say Tommy. I don't, don't even know if I remember saying it. But that's it, that's a dick thing to say.
1: Let me see if I can uh find it if they have the uh transcript. Sometimes they have
3: it. what what must the actress think? Yeah. They must think I look like a horse. <laughs> why put that in the script? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> they explain it because the, this whole show must think that I look like a horse. That's yeah. why I was cast in this part. Well, it was written in the cast. Sally <laughs> <by> Strecker, <laughs> it's not true. You don't look like a horse. The people who write Lost are just dicks. No, I'm pretty sure that was written
2: into the character description for the casting call is, uh, you know, like brunette must be horse like. What yeah. <laughs> right. was
1: well, Nancy Kerrigan not available? Oh, <laughs> she looks God. like a horse.
3: Oh, wow. Nancy Nancy American, like if you would like, like to write to We Have to Go Back, please write to P.O. Box. <laughs> don't worry, don't <laughs> write it, what right? did an American
2: hero, do to you, Gunner. She, she looked like a horse. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to find the. Uh, trying to find that line.
2: He has a
3: generous smile.
2: <laughs> that way, in size. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Very anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's let's go back to the I
1: island. Um, along.
2: uh, dude, K- Boone fell asleep by the fire. What a fucking pussy.
1: <laughs> well, before that, I have something that, that you brought up. Uh, let's talk about Ethan. Ethan comes back and. Uh, these are my notes on it i said ethan looks crazy wants claire back um so let, let me ask you guys uh keith uh, i don't want to spoil anything here um but lo-
0: well, you don't have to Ethan dies i know that it's okay
1: well no but what i'm trying to ask is um <laughs> knowing ethan's plan um what like this
0: well who knows Ethan's plan? I don't know Ethan's plan. I know
1: that's why I am trying to, to be very careful how I say this. But but knowing what Ethan's plan was, um, does this crazy side of Ethan seem out of character? Let me ask you, Jesse. D- does that seem out of character?
4: Uh, I, yeah, it does. Considering like what his profession is, like when it's kind of you know, revealed and everything. Uh, I guess he's just like, you know, getting back to the strength thing. He's got that Tom Cruise juice running through him. And, uh, you know, cause they're what cousins. Uh,
1: oh, is he Tom Cruise cousin in real life?
4: Yeah. Oh, that's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise's know. real name is Mapother or, or whatever. Oh, name. I never knew Super that. That's name. awesome. Yeah. I can see that. He kind
1: of looks like Tom Cruise. He's he does, like
4: yeah, he's got that weird nose.
1: When it, you can't like, get yeah. Tom Cruise for your show, you
4: get yeah, yeah.
2: you get yeah, Scientology uh, uh, serum flowing through their veins. Yeah,
4: yeah, So he's got uh he's got that hook up there. So that's how so you, what could, you uh,
1: so I guess all I'm saying yeah. is I don't think that his like it doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's that because cra- he comes off like this crazy psycho killer guy um, and just knowing where it comes from. I mean, Da's future if you if you remember this yeah. without spoiling anything, do you, do you just think that this is out of character form? I, I mean, but are they trying to present a very is this just to
2: build the sense of danger and immediate?
1: I mean, they are. That's why they're doing I mean, it. I, but yeah. it just seems like <clears throat> knowing what I know now, like it just seems very out of like, it just seems like he could explain this whole situation with one line and, and maybe be a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying not to spoil. So I'm kind of ruining what I'm trying is that to
2: get at. Without spoiling that they just kind of like changed halfway through midship because like, all right, we're, we're going in a different direction with this. And then just wrote it differently. I'm I mean, that- if it's if it's that far out of character and clearly they need to to build drama and the sense of urgency and, and the scary, you know, malevolent presence that is Ethan. And you give him like, dude, in, in the earlier shots before uh, Jack Wales on him later, like you, he he basically has superhuman strength. He's just like one handed lifting Charlie up by his throat. Like, have you ever tried to do that? It's fucking hard. <laughs>
1: have you seen how much taller Lucy was than Charlie? Charlie seems like a little man.
2: <laughs> I don't care.
3: I, it's like a rag, rag doll. I'm alarmed by how Future knows how hard it is to do that to someone.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I've got a younger brother. You, you're telling me you didn't do that to your brother? I have a younger sister. Did you do that uh, to I, your I, I sister? Got, you know, I got younger siblings, and we all watched Dragon Ball Z. We were definitely <laughs> fucking each other up. listen. Like, <laughs>
0: So but I want to know, um, uh, of Ethan, what denomination is he a preacher of?
1: Oh, because he's out of character, is that you are saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you'll find out one day. One day, Keith.
0: <laughs> one day.
1: Didn't want to take us out of it, but I just, I just noticed that. Um. So of course, uh, Ethan says he wants Claire back, and he's going to kill someone every night on the island until she comes back.
3: Question: If he can kill anybody at any time yeah Why i had not that in my take notes Claire back
2: but he could just grab her right he if he's grab just grab
3: her and take her
2: and, and we're, we're jumping ahead just just slightly but not only did he kill this guy they said that he shattered every single bone in his body that takes meticulous work like what? <laughs> he spent time <laughs> on that like you you don't break all their fingers, all their arms and legs. they ri- like you don't you don't shatter every bone in a man's body casually.
3: Yeah, and you do it silently with no one noticing, <laughs>
2: without the guy screaming in <laughs> agony for like twenty minutes straight. Yeah, this, this is like. A very well,
0: to be fair, to all they have to do is snap his neck, and then they can
4: shatter the rest of the bones.
2: I, I suppose. Yeah, you you shattering.
4: Sh- yeah, shattering the bones is sending the message after you kill them. It, you it's know, take time and make noise.
3: It's just, it's just a wild feat. That if he can do that, why can't he just take Claire? Just by grab Just grab her. Well, obviously, there's more than him. I
1: mean, I mean, do do we? Yeah, I was gonna say, do we know that Ethan acted alone, or was there someone on the grassy he knoll helping him help. out?
3: He must have help to get to get you know into onto the beach from uh, like the water. I feel like.
0: It's aliens. I can't
3: help just doing
2: that. Well, they also seem to make him have like supreme jungle prowess.
3: Right. He's well. gotta have he's gotta have some support, you know. He, he he doesn't have time to be doing all this if he's on his own.
2: Yeah, like how's he, he like he has to like fend Game for Game. food
3: and like he, you know, do all this stuff if he's on his own, he doesn't have time for this. But I and and what is his MO if he's alone? It doesn't make sense. There's right. gotta be some larger story. Like, what is he doing? If he's alone, that's really
0: crazy and it is inexplicable. There's only one answer. He's an alien. So,
3: there
1: you go. I'll hold
0: that. Well, that would explain everything. Yeah. Sure. Now you're
3: talking.
1: So, before he actually uh, attacks and kills everyone on the island, Jack actually says that they should kill Ethan. So, let me ask you, Daz, is that out of character for Jack? Is Jack in the right here?
3: Well, yes. And it is out of character because everyone is discovering their island selves. This the the, the the new people that they transformed are transforming into once they got onto the island. So Jack is now you know he's like a new person. He's he's it's it's another step away from old Jack and into whatever this new version of himself is. Or this layer, this new layer, maybe that's a better way to put it because the old stuff is still there, but this new layer is so different. It's like a different. Um, is it you know, way different, or
2: is it just more emphasized? I mean, no one completely really changes. They they just turn into more exaggerated versions of themselves.
3: I don't know. That, I mean, I, I think John Locke changes. I think Jack changes slowly, and 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 you're seeing you're seeing them out of. It's certainly not the the the, the context that they're used to being in. So they're forcing to like. Yeah, they're being forced to make decisions that they would not ordinarily make. You know, you get this war with the these this kind of at least this one shadowy figure, so it's bringing out different parts of them. Um, it's out of character, but it's I guess it's maybe you know a not surprising who, who they were before. I didn't feel
2: it was out of character at all. No
1: good. Good. Now was it out of character that Boone screws up, falls asleep, and trips the alarm? No, that yeah, I mean, <laughs> that I mean,
4: is character. That's, <laughs> oh, that's him.
3: That's Fucking Boone. All around, who is the security guard in real life that like <laughs> falls asleep on the job or something like that? He, that's a, <laughs> he that's is Paul Blart,
1: mall
2: cop with abs. Yeah, yeah. Well, did not they like question it too? They're like, really, you want to do it? And they're like, all right. And of course, he fucks it up. <laughs>
0: I thought it was fascinating that he, he was falling asleep when it was dark and then he woke up and it was daylight. I'm like, how long did he fucking sleep? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. He slept for a uh, solid uh, minute there. Huh? Uh, Fire yeah. Him out,
0: like. <laughs> out
2: no right. really Woke him up before it, like, yeah, no
1: one bothered.
2: <laughs> to... <laughs> he was on sentry duty. I mean, but come on. All,
1: All right, right. So let, let me get into something here. Something that I got a lot of notes on this moment. So. Of course,
2: two, though. Hang on, like he, he, the only reason no one realized that he fell asleep is because that alarm woke him up, and he, he was chasing the dog. Yeah, yeah, Gunner. So before Boone, you get on, it's his fault. Scott, Steve, or Bill, or whoever the fuck it was, got every single bone of their body shattered. Boone just couldn't stay
1: awake. So this, this, but this, this, yeah. this death is on Boone. Can we agree He's on that?
4: This guy got boonered. Yeah. If Boone would have been awake, you know, that could have ended the Boone storyline. We could
1: have uh, killed Boone instead.
4: Oh, Oh, man. Like, we we really miss out. (laughs) Why? Why couldn't (laughs) they take Shannon instead? (laughs) Yeah, they took Scott,
3: which is like, man, I want to know more about him.
1: Well, here, I got some more. And by the way, uh, during the funeral, I saw Faith Faye again. Anyway, um... So, Scott Jackson is dead. So, Jesse, let me ask you something here. This question's for you. So, I'm going to let me read my whole thing and I'll ask you a question again. So, Scott Jackson's dead. Um, the legacy of Scott Jackson and. Uh, oops. Steve, wait, Steve Jackson and Scott. I screwed up my notes here. Uh, I, I see even I'm screwing them up. It's very Scott very Jackson, Jackson appropriate Steve,
4: Steve that you're, Jenkins. Okay. you're messing up their names. Yeah. Steve
1: Jenkins, Scott Jackson. Okay, so Scott Jackson's dead. The legacy of, of Steve and Scott continues. Scott Jackson has been played by the actor Dustin Watchman. In The Moth, Watchman actually refers to his character as Scott Jackson. And also in The Moth, Christian Bowman, the actor, introduces himself as, and I wrote Steve Jackson again. It's Steve Jenkins. Um, Okay, so though in this episode, Hurley claims that they killed Scott Jackson... This episode is the last episode that Christian Bowman is in. Christian Bowman played Steve Jenkins. Going forward, the part of Steve Jenkins was now played by Dustin. So going forward, Dustin Watchman, the actor that played Scott Jackson, now plays Steve Jenkins. So Jesse, is Scott Jackson really dead? Or did Hurley really mean to say Steve Jenkins is really dead? Or is Steve Jenkins so upset that Scott Jackson died that he's going to take his name? What's the end game here, Jesse? What is going on with Scott and Steve?
4: I am so confused, um, but I'm no, going to say. I, have, I think no, I got he, a he, bit. He, he is Ethan's inside man. So
1: oh. he, he
4: killed and then and then will assume his identity. Going forward. <laughs> that is the way it is.
0: That is great. That makes, that makes um, when um, um, Sawyer said uh, Steve died and they're like, no, that's Scott. And he's like, oh, that makes that even funnier. Do you? I mean, because
2: he was right. Yeah. But they don't show the face of
1: the. They don't show the face of the guy that died. I tried watching. I looked at a picture of uh, the actor that played Steve Jenkins, which is. um uh, Christian Bowman, I looked at his picture and then I watched the funeral to see if I could see him in the, in the crowd or Dustin Bowman's character. And I, there's a couple that, I, that I think I could see, but anyway, like, do you, do you think this is the running joke and that Damon is just messing with us? Jesse, you know, Damon, is this something that they I- did on purpose?
4: I think it's because they couldn't figure it out. So they knew that it, it would it would become a thing, so they were just like, "We better get ahead of this and have Sawyer say something," uh, you know? Because whenever the show is trying to be a meta, it gives like a nickname to Sawyer or Hurley, like they're the two characters that will point stuff out, like that they know is going to come, so they can kind of get ahead of it.
1: Yep. I just love this. This is my favorite part. This is my biggest takeaway from this episode. The Scott is dead thing. Uh, and by the way, Scott became the first person buried in the cemetery if you noticed.
3: Uh, so, you know technically
1: Okay, really- is that is that is, no, that, is, that, is no. this question the that's, end of it
0: or do they that's keep in, going? That's incorrect, Gunner.
1: Steve is the first one buried in the cemetery. No, the
0: first the first one that was buried in the cemetery was Claire when they thought she was dead.
1: Oh. and they made
0: her, they gave her a. a oh, spot, did they? Remember? That's right.
1: Maybe they did.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, but she wasn't buried there. This is the first fucking. No, they. Body. But no, they.
0: But they gave her. Uh, they gave her a grave area.
1: But but I guess the future's right. She wasn't dead, so technically yeah, Scott Jackson is the body in the buried in the cemetery.
2: We're gonna go with corpses. All
4: right. So you're so you're already on the like burying people alive like thread. Like uh, you just want to throw Claire in the hole and be done with her.
1: Man, if I'm there was if gonna... only hated characters that they could bury alive in that cemetery, yeah. wouldn't that yeah. be great?
4: <laughs>
2: Wonderful. <laughs> Worst fucking eulogy ever!
1: Oh God, that eulogy I'm i'm like Just
2: Give me a funeral. Just let the let the wolves eat me. Like I, I don't uh, want that like that.
4: Yeah.
1: Future, when you eventually die, I'm gonna pay the money to fly Jorge Garcia to Michigan <laughs> to, to give your eulogy.
2: To give me the what worst I- eulogy ever. <laughs> I, I uh, if you guys watch Always Sony in Philadelphia, I take the Frank Reynolds approach. I'm like, I'm dead. Like I mean, I don't care. Throw me in the trash. Like we'll
3: yeah. Dead.
1: The whatever. Who was it that said think, they wanted to be donated to uh, necrophiliacs? Some uh,
2: yeah, I'm okay with being thrown in the trap. I mean, Frank was okay with banging him, but I I, I don't know.
3: I'm not <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you do have a line. <laughs> hey,
2: you know, I guess I don't really care because I'm dead. But it is a little disquieting while still alive.
0: So
1: <laughs> all right, so. Uh,
0: Hey, so, Gunner real yeah, quick. Yeah. I think Scott's death is on Locke, not anybody else. Locke? Why? Because he trusted Boone? No, because he's the one that set up this whole perimeter set, and they should have done the whole bait setup to begin with, and not but done But they this didn't thing have and... the
1: guns at first. I think that's what let them do yeah. the bait. Yeah, that was lot, okay, That was that, that, that was actually
0: something. Jack's fault.
3: Jack hid the guns. Kate tried to get the was. guns. Jack said no. Well,
2: yeah. actually, uh, Sawyer apparently was armed from day one. I forgot.
1: Did we know that he had that gun? I kind of forgot no. about it.
2: No, no. You did not know that he
3: had that gun. Yeah, okay. It was, kind of, it was kind of a big reveal, but now things are escalating. Maybe they didn't think the guns were necessary before, but like Ethan told them, like, I'm going to kill one of you. And yeah, it was like was a every very night. clear and present <laughs> danger. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Sawyer. And why the guns didn't come out earlier is a very good question. Well, I just, again, I love like but that,
1: but you uh, know what? Sawyer at a good point where he's like, cause they had, later on, we're skipping ahead a little when he revealed the gun, they're like, you know how to use it. He goes, I got a polar bear that thinks I do. So I guess we did know the, that he had that gun.
4: I, I was going to say like, didn't he, did Kate like steal it from him after yeah, he shot they, the polar bear or something? Right. Or, they stole that back. From that's him. right. They did. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He did, they
2: didn't know he had that. It was like a big, they were like, oh, fuck. He had a gun the whole time.
1: Which should uh, prove that we can trust Sawyer. No one trusts Sawyer. But,
2: right. yeah, like but he, he didn't shoot. He killed Saeed. And chose not to. Yeah,
1: exactly. He could, have, he could have executed Saeed. But he's not and a bad guy,
4: so he didn't. No one can be a bad guy if they're just reading Watership Down on a beach. Exactly. Like that's, With that's his shirt guy. off. That's Let little guy.
1: Sawyer hang out by the water. Come on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sawyer literally had the chance to execute John, uh, Locke, uh, Jack, and and Saeed, and potentially Kate as a rival, and just become, you know, you know, king of the Lord of the Little Fly Island over but there.
1: But he doesn't want to be king of the f- I know he doesn't want
2: to it, but that's that's the whole point. He had that opportunity and could have done it very quickly and quietly.
1: Which just and proves he, how not bad of a guy he is.
4: I know. Hey, the be- the best leader is a reluctant leader. So I-, I I vote for Sawyer.
2: Hey, we got another one in my camp. All right.
3: <laughs> you know, Sawyer's reading list is exceptionally good. Like he reads
2: good material. He uh he, he got lucky on this uh well, stranded well, well yes,
1: Watership Down is good, but he also read uh what's his name? Ba- Screenplay. Bad
4: twin. Bad, bad twin, twin bro Yeah. Which
1: you guys don't know what we're talking the guy that gets thrown through the uh through the uh turbine. Yeah, what's his name? Jesse? I I know it's Gary Troop. Gary Troop. Yeah, yeah. So, Gary Troop was an author or had a manuscript. Didn't he also read the screenplay from uh a television that was found on the island of a it TV was an
4: episode of Exposé,
1: Exposé starring Billy D Williams. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. Anyway, uh, so after this funeral, uh, of course, uh every Claire f- Starting to figure out, and of course, who's the weak minded person that lets slip that everyone's afraid of her? Fuch, who is that that shared with Claire? Oh, oh, was your it girlfriend shit Shannon
2: <laughs> that just ruins everything? Oh, <laughs> surprise, it's a fucking prize.
1: Uh yeah. That's it. I just wanted to point out that she screwed up again.
2: Uh, but I did. But before, we, I, you know, I really liked the there was a scene where Jack decided, to, you know, he showed Locke the guns and he handed him one. And he's like, I'm assuming you know how to use this. And he very quickly fully inspects that weapon and, you know, and is just ready to go.
3: And he and is a paper, that, paper yeah, salesman. Locke, Locke knows how to kill.
2: Like, well, at least he knows how to care for and inspect a firearm when it's handed to him, and and, you know, there's this this, the sudden look on Jack's face when he's inspecting the 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 firearm. He's like, "Oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have gave him that gun."
1: (laughs) But Keith, let me ask you: Does Locke know how to inspect the fire? I mean, we know that he is a paper collection agent for a box company um i mean could he not have just seen that on tv i mean we don't really fully know Locke's backstory gunner have you ever handled a pistol yourself i have uh, not really
2: you in an untrained person who has never held a firearm before cannot watch tv Pick up a, a gun that's handed to them and, and and fully inspect a firearm that proficiently.
1: I mean, yeah. I might
2: give it a
3: shot. I, I, I you know I'm not claiming. Let's, just, let's, like, let's do it. Let's try this out one day on the on the Zoom. Well,
1: you know we, we can keep keep on this point. Um, I these there's notes that I have. Uh, I put four guns: Jack, Lock, Said and then and I wrote dot dot dot. Why not Kate and Sawyer? And then two. Uh, two sentence later i go choose a sawyer and then i put up oh, kate got a gun so i was on yeah. top of this but thing
0: the, to answer your question i think at this point i have to assume Locke is like a trained um militia guy that knows how to do everything at this point because lock is the man
1: i mean Locke doesn't need a gun he could knife a guy I mean, right. that's yeah he, he,
4: he's partial he's partial to not everything yeah. He's like the Joker. Joker
1: doesn't use guns. Joker's a knife man.
0: No, but he can do Joker anything. So I would. Use his guns. I assume he can do it.
1: <laughs> Joker uses guns all the time. That's true, but he also likes a good knifing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back for a little bit um, and talk about uh, the back, the flashback. Um, so we, we, uh, the second part of it is Charlie gets a suit. Um, and he's getting ready to go. And this is where I wrote in my notes, Lucy is not unattractive. So I guess this is where I saw it. Um, but
3: he's. Well, you know, her kind of her kind of, you know, British thickness, if you will, is now something that is appreciated <laughs> and maybe in, you know, like pe- people weren't into those kinds of, you know, curves back in 2003 or 2004.
0: British but thickness. Now, you know,
3: can thickness.
0: we make that the can we make that the title of this episode? British <laughs> thickness. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: oh, that's funny. I like we that. gotta get Lucy on the
3: show and be like, hey, what, what did you think about? when you read that you look like a horse in this, in the script, I'm, I'm
1: not ready to move on yet, guys. I'm not ready
0: to move on.
2: <laughs> She's an actress. I'm sure that they, they have casting calls for all sorts of terrible things that they have to get called. You know, like I, I'm sure they're, that's just part of the job.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't mind getting yeah. Dustin Bowman on. I want to get to his idea. Like he's got Cause here's the thing. He knows what character he played, not to go back to the Scott and, and Steve thing. But if they're so screwed up, go to Dustin and say, "Um, who are you again? Which one are you?" Sorry, I just uh That's anyway, why in my mind he did this whole thing where his buddy was murdered and he took his identity. Like
4: Yeah, but I would be thrilled to be called like Horse Faith if I got a lost check and residuals and all Yeah, that yeah sure. so, okay, like- fine. But yeah.
3: she didn't know it until she got hired. I'm saying because uh, I'm sure she she read when, the scripts when yeah, you're auditioning. No, when you're auditioning, you get sides. You don't get yeah. scripts.
0: <laughs> Why do I feel I like you're like
3: it's not in the sides?
0: Why do I feel they, like, they like you're her lawyer? Her. You're you're like the lawyer. You're trying to get her more money from Lost because of of, uh, of all emotional the, yes, you the emotional distress. Yeah, she's got emotional distress. Exactly. And, you know. Uh, it's very traumatic
2: that <laughs> everywhere she goes, people call her horse face now. You know, it's just ruining her it, life.
3: It's, it's such an unnecessary line, and it's, it's like this weird demeaning. Again,
2: I think they were just trying to point out that Tommy's a bit of a cunt. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did,
3: and the mission accomplished.
1: All right, so uh, Lucy gives him a jacket. He's looking all dapper, and he still steals the lighter. Jesse, were you disappointed? Well, I guess you don't Really care about Charlie, so let me ask Daz me, this and I'll get back to you. Daz, were you disappointed that he took the lighter?
3: Yeah, of course. I, I, I'm constantly disappointed in Charlie, constantly, and that was another example. He's he's always letting everybody down, you know. But, um, you like him St- still. I like Charlie, but I'm always disappointed by him.
4: He's uh, a lovable oaf. All right, he's Jesse, what,
3: what were you gonna say? What were you gonna say?
4: Well, up? we're We're in the phase of the show right now to where they have to show how everybody is lost before they even come to the island. So that's every bad decision that you can make in a flashback is going to happen at this point in the show.
1: Now that's true. Fair enough. They never show the good stuff in these flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no one like had their shit fully together before they landed on this. Like, you I like, I mean,
1: it's not like anyone's winning the lottery or anything. I mean, uh, they're just yeah. not, nothing good <laughs> there, happens in flashbacks.
4: There's no fun story about getting tattooed or anything <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't happen.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So, uh, so then also let's, let's finish this whole thing. Uh, then Charlie goes to sell the copiers, uh man, like poor Charlie. Keith, what what do you what'd you think about Charlie puking on the cop here?
0: Uh just a sad, sad soul. I'm just like, this guy, he couldn't make anything work good for him if he had it like handed to him, and he did. He had it handed to him. Yeah. Daddy gave him a job the- but he couldn't even do it.
2: I love the bungling ukulele music they had in the background. It was very fitting and very perfect. I don't know if that was just a result of uh being in Hawaii for as long as they, they were. So they just had a bunch of ukuleles laying around. It was good All
1: right. So, um, so then Jack, let's get, let's get to the, the plan. They, uh, they set up their people hiding in the bushes or in the trees. They, they stick uh, Claire out there as bait and uh, Jack catches and beats the hell out of Ethan. All right, so
2: you sounded very excited about that. I uh, I was shouting at my TV during this because just you know you have five people with guns, and it's you know it's dark. It's and this dumb, tactless idiot runs in full first. You know uh, Goldberg tackles this guy and starts wrestling with him so that no one has a clear shot. No <laughs> one can go ahead, yo, getcha. Know, get you. No one can fucking do anything until Jack's done beating the shit out. And if that fight goes sour, then Jack's dead. That's exactly what it's I said, in the Future. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? What the fuck? They are just the worst tacticians. All fucking balls, <laughs> no brains. A Jack is a terrible leader.
1: <laughs> uh, can, can I put a pin really, really quickly? I found it. I found it. Uh okay so here's the scene in the pub. Tommy, you took a sodding what? Charlie, a job, Tom. A job doing what? Selling copiers. You took a job selling copiers? Charlie, I like her. Tommy, she's a moose. And so a moose. it wasn't a horse. A horse isn't right. She is. Called, he called her a moose.
4: That, uh, that, horse is a, that's a majestic a, animal.
1: Uh, it no, is okay. very
3: majestic. I, I, I take
1: yeah.
4: everything back about what I said. I didn't know we were talking
3: moose. I was, all my opinions were for a horse. <laughs> so now she's not getting booked no, on the show. Nothing.
2: Moose is just acceptable. That's just, that's <laughs>
1: Moose is okay. <laughs> Moose is funny.
3: Definitely was Moose. Is funny.
1: <laughs> so then in the fight, all of a sudden, uh, Charlie shoots Ethan. Keith, what were your I thoughts, thoughts on Charlie, funny Charlie, funny Charlie shooting Ethan? Dude,
2: they needed answers from this guy. They needed, dude, they, they needed him alive. And dumb dick comes and unloads a full <laughs> clip and he shot him like six times bullets are precious and he just unloaded at this guy
3: Charlie. Well, I'm I'm there, sure, gotta make sure we don't get any valuable info from him
0: yeah it does it, no, exactly that's what i'm sitting there thinking i'm the guy that's never seen this before and i'm like who the fuck is ethan we have to figure out where he came from and you're gonna fucking shoot him yeah just that's so dumb stuff. so maybe we'll never know maybe
2: who did you- so that was actually the point where I'm like, you want to know what? Like, these people are all terrible. I'm building my team. It's Locke, Sawyer, Saeed, maybe Kate, because she's like a little bit uh, jungle capable, but, like, and then, like, maybe Son because uh, she's proven that her, her random, like, horticulture that she seems to have acquired has, has come in pretty handy. They got a little garden going. But like, that's my team. So, you're
1: pontoon boat. So, when Michael builds a top pontoon boat, you're going to take Michael and Walt and Shannon and Boone and Jen and shove them off into the... <laughs>
2: Yeah, because that raft is going to capsize immediately. Exactly. <laughs> so who else are you putting on there? Uh, fucking yeah. Hurley.
1: We don't have Hurley. Is her what team is Hurley on? Is he on uh, your Hurley's on team lunch? Uh,
2: <laughs> you preserve Hurley with salts and and eat him for the you know the coming winter.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: all right. What are, What are your thoughts, on, uh, Keith, on the whole uh, the whole Charlie killing Ethan?
0: Well, I, I actually like Sawyer's comment um, right before that, when he was talking about the, he's like, the you got the winner by the knockout. Nice one, Doc. And he's like, someone remind me who this son of a bitch is. And then <laughs> next thing you know. But um, when Charlie did this, it brought me back to the flashback where Moose Girl said, <laughs> there's no way, no way that you will ever stand up to anyone. And he stood up to Ethan to defend his woman so
2: i thought it was you you will never take care of
0: anyone well that's what it was yeah okay so, you're right. so yeah i take have that. but yes so you're right but he took care of claire by taking out ethan it was my yeah. interpretation of that well if
3: he was but a obviously boss, claire, he he you saw claire's dirty him. look right what was it yes you saw claire's dirty look towards uh Charlie, after he gunned down, well,
2: yeah, because you know in real life, ladies don't you know get splooshy panties when you murder people in they, front of them. They, they get murder, like, oh, right
3: murder they key people, key informants, key witnesses that you can interrogate.
0: But they had those two moments pretty pretty close to one another, so I assume they were trying to insinuate that. They yeah, Charlie,
3: totally. they have a freaking Iraqi torturer. They had it all.
1: That is true. They
4: yeah, Charlie's the ultimate nice guy. Look at what I did for you.
2: Yeah, look at I murdered this guy for you. What a I know
1: you can't remember drag. where you've been or what's going on for the past two years, and this guy could or two oh. two weeks, but, well, but this guy could explain I remember, it. I remember well, peanut it. butter. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> fuck oh. off. Oh, speaking of Gunner. She had amnesia. Why the fuck didn't Charlie just say, "Yeah, we've been we've been in love for the last two weeks, and we are a thing." Uh, and, so why
1: didn't he write his own entries in yes. the diary before he gave it back?
0: Exactly, and say, "Wow, Charlie is just a gem. I wish I could get to know him better." Blah, like, uh-huh, Charlie?
1: Why
2: are all these entries about you in a different pen color and handwriting? <laughs> <That's weird.
0: laughs> i'd be like i don't know i don't remember either do you like you were really messed up i I don't know it's the 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 plane crash was it did stump (laughs) to you (laughs) all
1: right so last thing i for that that's the episode guys uh the last thing i want to share is a a couple a little segment from a 2009 usa today interview i don't know if you guys saw this or not but uh Oh, uh, yeah, that
0: 2009
1: or no. USA Today one.
0: Was yeah, all chances are no. All right, so
1: they asked Damon Lindelof, uh, what is your least favorite episode of Lost? And Damon says, oh my God. Pauses. I think my least favorite episode is... Is this episode that we did in the first season called Homecoming? It's when Claire comes back from having been in a jungle for a couple days after she's been abducted by the others, and Ethan comes after her. The backstory is Charlie is trying to go straight and he's selling copiers. At the end of the episode, he shoots Ethan. I wrote that episode. It's my least favorite episode of the show ever. And then a follow-up question. I'm surprised by that answer. It's not an episode usual fans usually name as their least favorite. And Damon responds, the episode that fans bring up the most is Stranger in a Strange Land, which is an episode with Bei Ling, uh and Jack and his tattoos. And basically, I feel like it's unfair that on that episode, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, am I a huge fan of it? No, but at the same time, there's so many different circumstances that led to that episode that needed to be written. So many ideas that didn't work. The fact that it all coalesced, there was a bad casting decision made. There was a bad premise decision made. There was a bad flashback story. Just everything that could go wrong did, but I don't think it was because the script was terrible. Homecoming I think was flawed on almost every single level of, that an episode of loss could be. So Jesse, mm-hmm. do you agree with Damon on this episode or is he being self deprecating because this is the episode that he wrote himself and he's taking the heat off by saying the one I wrote by myself is the worst.
4: I I agree with them, uh, because the, the major plus for stranger in a strange land is that it got to show an end date. Cause they, they had something to show the network and be like, look, we can't keep doing this
1: no I guess that's true <laughs> is the bad casting they're talking about by Ling
3: yeah cause she uh, no, that's a good episode though
1: we'll find out in like season three I think
3: yeah I know yeah. that episode well it's a great episode but people may not have liked it at the time but it, uh, I think it'll
0: it'll it'll be appreciated. Just another, point. is just another DOS best episode ever, and then it's going to end up being
4: the, one of the worst episodes ever. Oh, I can't wait to yeah. do it. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've never heard best episode can like in the same sentence as Stranger in a Strange Land. It's
1: Why did they by hate Biling? Did she do something on the set or?
4: She came out publicly and said that she she was gonna uh, have like a uh, like a multi season arc or something, and uh, and it's really funny because it became like a joke on the on the Lost podcast to where they would just kind of drop in and be like yeah, and bilingual come back and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but it's but that episode like if you take out the flashback story, it's got a lot of good other mythology in it like so it's got a lot of good stuff in it uh but on the whole like i think homecoming is way worse and uh and i'll go ahead and throw out my worst charlie episode which is fire plus water
1: i don't even which i don't remember which one is that is that the, uh is that the finale no, you
3: can't say it because keith hasn't seen it yeah, yeah we're getting we're getting
1: too far yeah, out of our sorry, sorry 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 sorry
4: <laughs> no, no, no. it's just a random Charlie episode where nothing happens. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll agree. This episode
2: was was pretty much shit from a writing standpoint. Uh, it, it was just uh, Charlie selling copiers. What a fucking trite, boring ass pre like just sucked. Just, just sucked. It seems lazy. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just didn't care for this. It was. Um, I was happy when it was over.
1: Well, one good thing happened in this episode
2: killed some
3: people first First time time. uh, once again oh we had some deaths we had Uh, one we had one for sure
1: we've had a couple we've got two deaths in this episode
0: wait what do you mean one for sure
1: we've had two we had two deaths
0: in this episode
1: first let's just get it out of the way ethan you apparently were a dick and, and were kidnapping people. We don't know why. Hopefully, we'll find out. We don't know because Charlie killed you like an idiot. Stupid hobbit. Oh, God. Terrible. <laughs> but more importantly, Scott Jackson. Or was it Steve Jenkins? <laughs> What is this story that we don't know?
3: Maybe we'll or find
1: out. How did Scott no. die and then Steve shapeshift into Scott's body? The island is magic. Or why did you take the life of your best friend? I don't even know if you knew each other. Maybe you were lovers. We don't know. And you know what? Maybe. Now that Scott's dead, we'll never find out and they talk about bringing Lost back I want to bring back Lost from Scott Steve and sexy shirt girls story and Frogurt. one day you'll all meet Frogurt, and your lives will be complete
2: next generation
1: yeah so Scott Jackson thanks for collecting a paycheck and uh it was nice knowing ya Dead bitch.
0: <sighs> Broken bones and all. Yes, yeah, smashed to bits.
1: Well, guys, that is episode fifteen, man. We are inching ever so closely to that finale coming up. And the finale is uh is where I uh got into lost again. Cause, uh, I had kind of stopped watching it probably around this time. I, I honestly, I stopped watching it and I just let them build up in my TiVo. And if it wasn't for my main man, Jesse here, um, I, I don't even know. Do you remember this? I came to your house. Well, our old apartment that we used to live in, I came back to pick up a lot of my stuff and you said, have you been watching lost? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I started to, and I just kind of stopped. And you're like, I got them all in my TiVo.
0: He's our- like, have you seen Homecoming? That's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah.
1: I should say our TiVo, our DirecTV TiVo, first TiVo we ever owned. Um, and so you went to work, and I spent the entire day watching Catching Up on Lost, and that night was the season finale. So this was, honestly, this was probably about the time that I
4: stopped watching, the first time Yeah, I, I mean, I... I- I think this is just the low point of the season. And then I think as we we kind of approach numbers, um, and then from there, I think it it really kind of escalates into the finale, and it's just off and running for the rest of the show, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, any final thoughts, guys, on this episode?
2: I appreciated the uh, almost complete lack of Shannon.
3: (laughs) I'm curious if anyone in the group has ever had a publicly embarrassing throw up experience oh bro i've thrown up all over the place <laughs> i this never happened to me i think it would be mortifying
1: so the mine it wasn't very public but um so a little get you a little quickie uh my college you weren't allowed to smoke on campus so my friends that's that were smokers they would just dip so because you could just dip in the dorm and no one would know. So um, I used so to make fun of is them.
3: Yeah. Is, is that what it is? Yeah. You
1: weren't allowed to, to do tobacco. So they would hide it in their sock drawer. So to make fun of them, I bought that beef jerky can that it's like dip, but it's beef jerky. And I would hide it in my sock drawer like them. And I'd be like, hang on. I get it out and I do that. You know, <laughs> they like pat it down. And I just sit there and I'd spit in the cup just to kind of make fun of them. And so I remember, we were in my buddy's dorm room watching The Sopranos on DVD, and uh, and I don't know I, I don't know what. Oh, first off, it was around Halloween because they're dipping. I got a bowl of Frankenberry cereal. So I mean, Frankenberry cereal, and we are watching uh, Sopranos. And then I don't know why, but someone's like, "You want some?" I'm like, "You know what? Why not?" Why not? I've never dipped before, uh, why not? So I grab a pinch, I put it in, and I'm, I'm dipping, and I'm like, you know what? Like I, I'm, I thought you're supposed to feel a buzz or something. I'm like, let me get a little more, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dude, this is your first time. I'm like, guys, I'm okay. So I put a Lenny Dykstra charm, full lip, I spit twice, and. Uh, all of a sudden it hits me. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I get up and I'm walking to the bathroom and I'm kind of spitting the 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 dip into my empty bottle that I had. And uh I just went to the bathroom and I just dumped it out and and there my spit was pink from the Frankenberry cereal. My buddy's like did you puke? I'm like, man, I have been thrown up in ten. It was, like, it, was, it was projectile, but the weird thing was, it hit. It, it's like you put a garbage bag over the toilet exploded something and removed the garbage bag. There wasn't a drop of puke on the garbage on the, on the toilet, not the garbage can on the toilet. It was all over the walls, <laughs> the floor, the mat, and it was bright pink from eating that Frankenberry cereal. Uh, that is the yeah. worst puke I've ever did. And the first time. that was the last time I ever did tobacco. Um, one of the guys was uh, trying to quit a couple months later and, So he bought mint. So it was no tobacco. It was just mint leaf, kind of like the jerky. And uh, we all, everyone was putting it in. And even Joey Keck, by the way, put a little little bit in. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. And I put it in there. And as soon as I got it in my mouth, I just started feeling nauseous. Just kind of (laughs) like that mental thing from the last time I just spit it out. And I never came within 20 feet of a...
0: I will say yep. I, your story. I dipped one time in college and it was the same thing. You put it in and you get you get like a numbing feeling over you almost. And I immediately just threw up all over the place the first time I ever dipped <laughs> because you're not supposed to let the juice go down. And if the juice goes down, if you, the you swallow
1: the you. Ju- juice, you get sick.
0: Right. And so
4: I think I just like, you know, whatever. And I was just like, Oh,
1: But you, Jess, any weird puke stories?
4: Well, do you remember the time that you made me laugh so hard in your car that I threw up and had <laughs> to pull over? And
1: no, I, like, I want to hear this story.
4: What did I do? Well, like, I don't remember like what it was that made me laugh, but we were driving. It was when I visited you in Chicago and, uh, and like, you're making me laugh. And then you look over at me and you're like, do I need to pull over? And I just start shaking my head. <laughs> yes. And I just, so I'm the door. so hilarious
1: that I made you puke.
4: Absolutely. I'm retiring.
1: That's that's it.
4: Yeah, I'm done. So I uh, nothing got in the car, though. So I just want everyone to know that. Fuge, what about you?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm struggling to think of the most embarrassing. I mean, I've thrown up on the side of a freeway in a strip club uh, <laughs> at the bar on my twenty first twenty first birthday. Uh, uh, all down an entire flight of stairs. Uh, that one was bad because I was I was younger and I had just had like a bunch of like red fucking Kool Aid, so it was just red down an entire flight of stairs. <laughs> Um, I, I puked in the main hallway at school. Um, I puked. I, I dude, there's a bunch more in there. I mean, I, I could probably go all day. I, I'm a puker. What are what you gonna do about it? It's, you know, it's one of those things that you, you, at first you're pretty embarrassed about it, but it's so involuntary. And like, as long as you're not getting it all over people, no one like really gets that upset about it. Um. Yeah, People's I'm, cars, yeah. Stay out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, oh, I've definitely thrown up all over someone's car on the outside of it. Um, oh, I'm trying, but so you uh, so have you ever? Uh, I've I've never actually done tobacco dip, but I have done it with coca leaves. And dude, like, I, you're fucking awake after that. I don't I'm, I don't know if it's similar because it's not like wet. They, they're like dry, and you like you know, you kind of moisten them in your mouth.
1: Mm. Sounds terrible.
2: <laughs> no, dude, fuck it. You're like, you're
1: like, fuck it, let's go climb the mountain now. Great. <laughs> All right, Daz, you're not getting off. You're not getting on scot-free. What, what? What's your story?
3: Well, the, ba- the one that pops out in my mind is actually I was climbing a mountain. I was trekking in uh, the Himalayas, and I was uh, doing the Annapurna circuit. And I was having a bad day, I think, I don't know, I was something was going on. I was maybe developing, like, a flu or, like, a little stomach bug. I don't know. And it started hailing. And so, like, it was, like, fucking hailing. And I'm, like, trudging up, trying to get to this next village where the camp is. And I'm really getting sick just with every step, you know, higher elevation. I'm getting really, really, really sick. And finally I find, uh, you know, this, this village. And I'm really, really trying to find, like, a bathroom, but it was hard to find one. And I, I could feel myself wanting to throw up, but there's, like, trekkers everywhere and all these people. There's, like, Sherpas and, like, travelers just, like, everywhere. And the, the, the villagers. So I just don't want to, like, offend anybody. You know, you're supposed to be respectful. But I eventually find, like, a restaurant with a bathroom. But, like, as soon as the door opens, I just vomit all over the bathroom. <laughs> so i mean like it was very embarrassing like everyone saw like the door was open and everyone saw me like trying to rush and buy this bathroom and like i didn't know what to do i just walked out of there in total shame and like i'm so sorry to whoever has to clean this up like (laughs) we're in the fucking mountains i need to go rest uh,
1: (laughs) those uh, are all great stories I think the greatest puke story was from uh, Clerks 2 when Randall made fun of Lord of the Rings so much that Kevin <laughs> Weissman puked all over the place. Like, That's great. <laughs> Kevin Weisman, two episodes of Felicity. Get your copy today.
2: Gunner's got them for sale.
1: <sighs> well, um, yeah, I guess that's that's the show. Jesse, thank you for joining us, man. It was awesome. We'll definitely have to have you back. At least I, I hope so. Unless I invite hang invite. up, these guys are like, that asshole. I don't know why they'd say <laughs> that. But, <laughs> but uh, man, it's awesome having you back with us. Um, and uh, you want to hear more from Jesse? Go back a couple weeks ago. We did a special episode on Darleton. So that
0: is yeah. exciting. Thanks for coming on, Jesse. It was good to have you. It yeah, uh, good to have you, but, uh, come
3: back.
1: Yeah, yeah and... And some of the deets, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we do have a website. We have to go back.net, which is part of the Wide Open Mic podcast network. Uh, That app is live and it's cool. Um, The app, it's the website is live. If you save the website on your desktop, on your phone, it'll act like a website or like an app. So you can actually listen to all the Wide Open Mic shows directly from Uh, this essentially works like an app, but it's a, it's a website. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, uh, which our Facebook page is, it's a Facebook group. It's called, we have to go back a lost watch rewashed podcast. And then our Twitter is at WHTGB podcast. That is, of course we have to go back podcast. Uh, next week we are scrolling through, man, we are hitting episode 16 next week. So, we are under 10 left this season,
3: which is kind of crazy
1: right. to think. I don't know. Do you guys feel like we've been doing this forever? Or do you think like it's been like a week?
3: I feel like it's just getting going.
2: Definitely just getting going. But, you know, my sense of time has all but been abandoned in in pandemic. So that's not – I still feel like it's January of 2020,
0: mate. It's not really <laughs> – and, I feel uh, like i've been i feel like I've been in Puerto Rico for three months so what do
1: i know I, I really wanted to say a special thanks to keith who is freaking on vacation still in Puerto Rico and still is like we podcasting tonight so thank thank
3: vacation, like, you're you're, vaca- you're you're vacationing right you should take a two or three week vacation it's like
1: so did how? So have you golfed while you were on this
0: trip? Oh yeah, I've I've golfed five times.
1: So then yep. you're not then. That's a vacation.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I'd call it a vacation.
0: Yeah, uh, I brought my golf clubs with me, so that qualifies a vacation. I just get go. paid because I'm working during the week. That's all.
1: You so you're like a hooker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm like, I'm the moose hooker. <laughs>
1: the moose hooker. She's a yeah. moose. That should be our drop. I got to somehow retool (laughs) our opening and put She's a Moose in there.
2: Charlie, She's a Moose. All right, guys. Love you. Peace. We are out.